0: It's nice, to, it's nice to hear your voice,
1: always. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. How are you feeling? Because, you know, you've, you've been sort of... last couple of weeks you've been struggling, and I know the Negroni you had last week was curative. Did it knock it on the head, do you think? Are you back to... I've still got a little, you might hear like it. Well. If you make
0: me laugh too much, you'll bit might, you might, I've got the, um, the, the, the traces, the vestiges of that uh, lung thing, you know.
1: Oh... Poor sausage, I will try really hard to talk only about sad things today, so there is no laughter. How's that? That would be
0: great. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities, and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis.
1: And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlife Inc.
0: Um, I had a conversation with my boss the other day. Okay. It was interesting because it, it, the subject, this is going to be, you have to hang with me briefly because it's going to sound like I'm willing to talk about work, but that's not what I want to talk about. But it. The sub- Have you noticed recently that increasingly funding bodies are um, making decisions by
1: lot? By lot? What yeah. do you mean by, by
0: lot? Cho- they're cho- basically choosing them by random. So people. Oh, going, yes,
1: yes. They're, they've introduced lottery. a, they, kind of they, a they, lottery they? system. Yeah, yeah, lottery. I see. I'm sorry. I, I, I was thinking like uh, when you said lot, I was thinking like a, an auction. Did people bid? Did they have a panel? I go. I mean, that would be coming out, coming out, coming out. Sold. <laughs> that, yeah. Oh, brilliant! I just myself nice a research trousers. project. <laughs> okay. Yes, by lottery. Yes, I have. I have become aware of this as a strategy for sure.
0: Yes, and I think the 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 idea is more or less. Um, I'm just not going to use the acronym because it just winds me up so much. But it's it's basically the idea that um, people who in the past have, uh, for for various reasons, uh, institutional racism, haven't uh, had the same access to these pots of money. So it's a way of bypassing the potential for um, or the ravages of biases uh, as part of um, selection processes in, in, in in this perspective how they give out money. So if people apply, they basically, there's some kind of line in the sand which says, yes, these, uh, these applicants are all eligible and then they just, given how much money they have, they pull them out of a hat and these those are the people that get the...
1: So, so before you carry on, yeah. I just want to say, I, I'm not sure that this does what they want it to do. Mm. Because you know that there has to be a, an internal process that allows a bid to go in first Mm -hmm. so that would be the bit that you have to actually acknowledge that there might be a disparity of opportunity
0: yes i think i think other things go on other things that other things go on at all stages which are about um uh for example you might someone who's reading it might see who the people are and go oh, they're really good and the, mm. who they are becomes more important than the, mm. for want of a better word, the content of the yeah. of the application. Yeah. So that, I imagine that's going all the time. And I just wanted to, yeah. and, and part of this conversation with my boss was, well, if you get one of these grants, it's not like you can then put it on your CV as having won the grant. And so there's something about the that it undermines the it undermines the. Ast- well, the, a system that is, at least on face value, predicated on merit. And I'm curious about, I'm curious about, I, because just to put it out there, I really love the idea. I think that there, I not. I agree that it might not be dealing with the potential problem that you've just, uh, at, the, at the level at which it needs to be dealt with. But I really hmm. like the idea that really what we've been dealing with in the past is basically a lottery anyway, but just we haven't called yeah. it that. Yeah. And I'm curious oh, about, uh, just I want be... to talk about the meritocracy, basically.
1: Okay, lovely. Well, I just want to be clear. I have no problem at all with the idea of a lottery. I think the idea of a lottery at the last stage as a way to increase equality and diversity initiatives, I won't use the uh, the acronym because it will make you cross, um, makes me go, well, that that's n- neither going to increase equality or diversity because there are people who will intervene into that narrative well in advance of it going into the pot to be to be selected because you know there's the institutional landscape of support that would need to be addressed and also then we've got to think about things like well let's say for example your institution um the area that you work in is research intensive um it has people who are pretty much focused only on research activity is that a fair representation simon i don't want to misspeak fair So if you were to compare your potential to put in bids against a teaching intensive institution where people are probably not getting much time in the course of their nine to five to to do this. Exactly. If any. And even if they are able to then get a bid together, the question is, do they have the institutional support? Because remember, we've got full economic costing things to account for it's like oh is this 100% is it 80% if it's 80% who's going to kick in that extra 20% does the institution want to support that kind of research in this moment is that the start all of those kinds of conversations are being had before it goes into a pot so I find myself going I get the story that's being told but I just want to go uh, it's not the story really make it's not the story at all because it's not a meritocracy because research-intensive in- institutions are still going to um, yield higher results because they have more time to be able to put applications in and they will continue to be more highly represented in, in, uh, in funding opportunities so, or, or funding rounds. So, so it's means, a nonsense to me.
0: That means that uh, – so we really are talking about work here, aren't we? That means that – we are but the,
1: but you 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 were talking about it in the idea of meritocracy and that, and that if we 're moving to a lottery that makes it more more even it doesn't well, it the, simply shifts the selection process from one which is explicitly um, based upon opinion to one which is now implicitly based upon opinion
0: so then you could we could make an argument that you keep lowering the bar, you keep lowering the bar to access to make it so low so that all those discrepancies that you described between those that have more um, institutional support or more time etc are, are easily able to produce a document that is then goes in for a lottery?
1: Well there is something here I'm going to try not to bridle There is something here about the idea of you saying, lowering the bar, that makes me go, oh, there's an implication in what you said, even if not what you meant, that those research intensives are already firing on better cylinders rather than they just have more fuel. (laughs)
0: It's not what I. uh, I It isn't what I do. I would humbly suggest, having
1: met researchers at both institutions, (laughs) that having more time and more opportunity, sure as shit, doesn't make you better at what you do. (laughs) My humble observation. Wow! Wow! Real. no, 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 no. I think it's, we are working in a deeply hierarchical system where, you know, we, in the UK, uh, for those of you who are outside of the UK, there is something called the Russell Group, which is a self selected group of universities that have decided they are better than everybody else. Self selected. It's is hilarious.
0: It's hilarious, isn't it? That it even exists is just so indicative yeah. of. Uh... <laughs>
1: Yeah exactly the class system is the class system played out in a variety of ways and and it will attract more uh, more children from uh from private schooling all of those sorts of things apply so it is absolutely the and class system In anything else in the of, UK any, and
0: out. any other nerves of papering over the cracks the cracks of that particular yeah. Um, yeah Yeah
1: and and there used to be there used to be some really wonderful initiatives that were govern, governmentally funded Pre austerity uh, around widening participation, which actually did some incredible work at a grassroots level to increase the opportunities for uh, students from let's call them non traditional backgrounds, like uh, women. Which I believe is the <laughs> well, I was just thinking about the euphemism that we when we say non traditional, what that usually means is lower socioeconomic backgrounds and think you know, um, families who selecting families who have never had anybody who, who's gone to university, yeah. those, those kinds of uh, those kinds approaches and they used to be really really good um there used to be really really good opportunities but since austerity measures were brought in in much the same way that lgbtqia plus safe spaces have been reduced in much the same way that sure start opportunities that would bring kids out of poverty have been reduced um all of this libraries basically libraries are yeah, really the li- only yeah, quiet yeah.
0: spaces in in major cities that people yeah. can go where there's not a massive amount of noise
1: yeah, have been closed or turned into effectively crashes, which yeah. uh, which I, which I have crèche. no problem with. I said crash, but uh, hmm. yeah, crash. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm northern. Uh, see, I I learn by reading, not by hearing. <laughs> so um, I think I think you you start to pick at a scab on my psyche that that goes really really deep. deep really deep because I have spent and and let's be really clear I know that I am a professor in a university who has successfully secured funding. Oh,
0: I forgot you were a professor? Fuck it. Fuck it. I forgot it for a while. I just forgotten you I'm were a professor. Now. so sorry.
1: I'm so sorry. But I secured money from from research council. So I I I know that I am I am speaking here from a position of Um, absolute privilege so you know all of the things that that I am railing against don't necessarily apply to my lived experience it's that idea of that idea of of kind of of meritocracy it starts to disappear and and I know you didn't mean if we lower the bar you didn't mean what you said but it just it 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 pushes all my buttons. Okay, so. so
0: why don't I just push it a little bit then? I don't, and I don't mean to be—I don't mean in the sense to be an asshole. But, but <laughs> <laughs> see next—see next week's episode. Um, the so we, let's whatever it is that there's something about making it more accessible to people, making the process so that the the, the hurdles there are fewer hurdles and the hurdles that exist are are, are lower right i don't know how else to describe that thing and without without making you bridle and that and i th-
1: i think i think perhaps if we were to just reframe it and not say lower because that suggests that i'm i'm implicitly advocating for lower quality outputs which is not what i would be saying what i'm talking about here is if we can somehow create a system which acknowledges the disparities
0: I mean, I just, I'm, I'm so for this. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I I think I couldn't feel stronger about a thing that, you know, someone like a, like Barack Obama, I mean, he really, he really, and same with uh, Tony Blair, although I'm not quite so familiar with his politics in a way, but Barack Obama, I mean, he still sings the praises, the idea of the meritocracy in the United States, is incredibly strong this idea that you that we should all have the same opportunity, and then a, a society that's based on merit that is that person does better at this thing gets their just desserts. Right? It's a very, very uh, the sort of striation, or that that ideology runs very deep, and I suspect it runs pretty deep in the UK, although because of as you've just sort of hinted at the the way in which the class system. Um, works in the UK and just how front and centre the class system is um, probably might uh, make make people talking about meritocracies bright a little bit. But even within that class structure, I think you get you get this this very strong idea that the, the cream rises to the top.
1: I mean, that's certainly a story that's been told, and I think that's why in 97 Tony Blair came in on a mandate of education, education, education. But I I think I've said before that that, all that that did was it funneled people who shouldn't be going to universities into universities. It devalued a university experience. And more importantly for me is it hugely devalued apprenticeships and on-job training. And it, it required people to have degrees in things that you don't need a degree in, that you actually should have other kinds of training. And I'm all for a broad approach to secondary and tertiary education that doesn't just look like one thing, but... Not long after that, we moved to a fee structure. And, you know, so, so it, 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 turned, it turned universities into, into uh, businesses. So I don't agree with the idea of this being something about meritocracy. Also because Tony Blair was a privately educated by Tory parents and effectively a Tory by any other name. Um, just because he rebranded a party don't get me wrong in 97 i totally voted for him because i was well excited and i and i drank the, well I, I i drank the kool-aid i believed in you the narrative the Tony just Blair out, martinis yeah.
0: wow but so but so so the but you do in what i what i heard you say or maybe this is just me kind of um hanging on to that uh or it's revealing my kind of biases which is that universities, I think I heard you imply or suggest that they ought they ought not to be for everyone.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. God, that's interesting. And I don't mean it? I don't mean that everybody shouldn't have the opportunity to go to it who who wants to. I do believe that. What I don't believe they should do is try to do everything for everyone. If that yeah. makes sense as a distinction, but it, um, and. And I'm, I'm bothered about the fact that it feels like the only thing that somebody who finishes um, secondary education is, is able to do in terms of developing their their skill set is to go to a university. I oh, really, and and really... their idea, their sort of self-worth as well. Is... Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, totally tied up in that. And I think that that's possibly what the whole... Education, Education, Education did, is it, it It modelled education on his experience of education. And I think he went to Westminster and, uh, you know, as a... As a he didn't study drama, did he? School. No, he didn't. He didn't. But he, he he went to Oxford or Cambridge, he went to one of those. And so he, he had that understanding that universities and, and education looks a particular way. And also,
0: it, and worked, just, it would have worked for him in a very particular way, as it worked for me. I mean, it can, you know—no question for me, I, the university worked for me as an undergraduate. No,
1: yeah, and yeah, absolutely, and and I and no question that it worked for me either. I'm not trying to. What I want to be really clear is, I'm not trying to pull the ladder up from behind me. I'm not saying you're not allowed in. But what, what, I, what I'm saying is that I want there to be more opportunities for people that are not as singular as the opportunities as they currently, uh, currently are because there are many people who get to university and then don't enjoy the experience or don't succeed, and I don't think that does a particularly good job for their self-worth. Yeah.
0: So there's still a sense, though, that if, that if universities are not for everyone, there's at some point someone – Has to make a decision about whether uh, this person is, let's say, oh, I don't know what the word is, the best person out of a group of people to go to this institution, and that somewhere and, and and that another person is. Probably better for this kind of place. And I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to separate out as being one necessary being better because, you know, somehow kind of an objective way, but let's say just more appropriate for one person over another person, that, that the kind of skills, the kind of interests of a particular person means that they should go and do an apprenticeship somewhere else. Another person might be a total maths geek, and the only place where those kinds of abstractions are dealt with in any meaningful way for a person like that is that university, for example. And so ha- someone, it's somewhere along the line, is making those decisions. Yes, no, yes, no.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. And,
0: and wh- 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 how do we deal with that?
1: Oh, we need to do a root and branch rethink of what education is. We need to put right. education at the forefront of, um, of governmental narratives, alongside of health. Those are two things that should be, you know... Hand in hand. We, we should... We should defund the police, and by that, I don't mean we should shutter them. I think what I mean is that we should do what the guy in—I want to say—is oh, that the Somerset on Norfolk? It's somewhere that has a, um, a a large coastal and rural population. But effectively, um, the the chief uh, the the chief inspector or whatever they call them.
0: Yeah, I don't know. of super,
1: police superintendent. Yeah, the 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 boss person the local constable no
0: the local head of the constables
1: yeah yeah the 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 local police boss has said okay so (laughs) i'm going to take some of my money some of my budget and i'm going to give it to frontline mental health services that's defunding the police that's not saying the police don't deserve money it's saying that much like a university the police can't do everything they can't deal with people with severe mental health issues but they're the people who are dealing with people with severe mental health issues because there is no decent mental health service in the UK. So what happens is somebody has a, a, somebody has an episode of mental ill health and the police are called for because they are the only people who are available. Mm. I mean, I, you know, that...
0: I, I, yeah, I completely agree. But as I think we might have said before, or I've definitely said it. Defend the police. It was possibly the worst bit of branding ever in the history yeah, of, the, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of the political Which, left. Truly, no, truly uh, asinine exactly, and bizarre. Exactly. Like,
1: no, and I, and I I went on to qualify it by saying yeah, that when yeah, I say I that, that, I'm talking about a, a reattribution of funding across public sector. Also, I would, you know, I'd do a lot of stuff about pulling things back into governmental, uh, under-governmental purposes oh, rather than... Yeah, exactly. I would I would get rid of all all sense of uh, of privatization uh, uh, of, of any stripe in, um, you know, the, in the the idea of, of farming things out. It just really bothers me, really. It's hard not to start to feel prickly and hot and cross because, you know, we see Rishi Shunak's wife benefiting to the tune of millions as a result of policies that he's put in place. It's not even it, it's it, it's the, the greed is so naked now, as to be it, it's it, it's the new normal. It's the new normal, um, and it's all tied up with this idea of meritocracy because. Meritocracy, and I know we're going. Uh, it, it, this comes back from this comes to a, a very particular conversation about funding in a university context. Yeah, again, I was uh, trying to
0: make it, I didn't really want to make it about funding
1: in universities because it's not, you know, it's not particularly interesting, but just this question of merit. But it does become a microcosm of the larger problem, because if we think about teaching, for, uh, teaching intensive universities that don't have the opportunity to be able to put the work in, to put in an application that then gets into the lottery, and all of the research intensives can do that, it's not a meritocracy when it gets to a lottery. Sure. And We have multiple versions of that played out across, you know, in in education from a very young age. From a very young age, and and also also access to healthcare from a very young age. So it's that's what I'm sort of I'm 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 following your meritocracy, but going back to or oh, your your conversation about meritocracy and not about work, but but sort of tracking it back to the particular example that you give. Feels to me, you know, that that's that's where. That's where the flaw is, is that we, we've, we've got to keep going back and back and back and back and back to try and find where the root of the issue is. And I really like the fact that people are trying. Don't get me wrong. I sounded so cross and grumpy. I like the idea that people are trying.
0: I um Years ago, I read a book by Michael Sandel called The Tyranny of Merit. And um, he and it, mostly the book focuses on... Um, <clears throat> access on the, what do they call it, the, the system in the United States of people getting into universities. Uh, I forget there's a particular word they use for it. And, you know, it's it's not entirely focused on that, but it, um, it has a pretty good go at that. And I, you know, it's such a beautiful title. I think there's a, he gives a TED talk about it, which is very worth, um, uh, uh you're while listening to, but or watching whatever. But um, I remember talking to Finn. This is my nephew Finn about it, and and it was interesting. As a young man, he was. Uh, I I think it's fair to say, I think he was shocked by the idea that that things that things didn't happen as a consequence of getting better at something. Meaning, if he put more hours in as a football player, he would get better at that, and then he would be his that 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 work would pay off for pay off for him in a way that was um, better than those people who had done less work. And I, th- I think as soon as you start chipping away at that idea, or you start kind of going, well, hang on, but what what kinds of advantages have you had that other people didn't have? I mean, let's say let's say you had an uncle that was. Has a master's degree in physical education and has done sports psychology and all sorts of stuff, right? Which are which were fully being loaded into his kind of preparation and his training. Yeah. And so you, it's really, really, it's it's so it's so destabilizing for. I think I, I, I don't really want to put words into his mouth, but I remember him being. I remember him being shocked by it. That is that he, it, this wasn't a level playing field. And when you start recognizing just how unlevel that playing field is, you go, "Whoa, hang on, where the hell do I stand?" on this idea and it's an idea that I hold very dearly I really do that if I work harder and get better at something then I get something as a consequence of that and that I've as we've talked about before earned that you know, it's really, really insidious if you, start, if you start chipping away at that kind of thinking and the, and the power and the importance of that kind of thinking. And so I'm so deeply kind of uncertain about this, although I feel pretty strongly that the idea of the meritocracy is a just a have, a total have. <laughs> I still it's really i still you know i just want i just want to try and somehow account for the importance of being able to say that someone is better at someone else at doing something and you know and that that matters but how to reconcile that? But because, you know, we have different aptitudes. And, um, and, and, so, and so there's something about that. And, you know, no, sport is, uh, it's one of the things about sport, which is, um, not all sports, but most sports, it's really clear that uh, this team was better than this team on that day, you know, because they have a way of measuring that through goals scored or whatever. But even then, that's a bit, bit tricky. But, yeah, so that, how do we account for um, quality, Uh, for want of a better word you know, it's a really tricky